So if someone told you that you were to go on a journey or take a trip, and the only thing you could take with yourself was a walking stick, how would that make you feel? You couldn't take any food, no travel bag with belongings, no money. How would you, how would you take to that request or that directive to go without anything but a walking stick and the clothes on your back? For many people, it would probably produce a fear or an anxiety. I don't know if I can do this. How am I going to eat, right? <laughs> you know, how, how am I going to survive? Well, you know, what, what happened? You know, what's going to happen? A thousand things can rush through your mind, thinking about um, encountering different situations that could be maybe life-threatening or uncomfortable. And what that produces then is fear. And that fear could be so overwhelming that you're like, forget this. This thing, this trip is too big for me. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Let us appreciate that in, from today's gospel then. Here, Jesus calls the 12 and sends them out two by two. He calls the 12 and says, I'm going to send you on a journey, but you're only going to get like, you know, very few things to help you on this journey. But remember the purpose of the journey it was kind of a training exercise for these apostles to go out and to begin proclaiming the kingdom of God, to enter in on this incredible journey, if you will, or this incredible mission of establishing the reign of God in the world. Like, there's nothing greater than that. And God equipped them for it in some ways. You know, Jesus gave them the grace to, be go, to go out, to have authority over demons. He gave them the power, his power, to heal. That's pretty cool. But he didn't help them a lot in terms of having the physical things that you think would be necessary to go out and fulfill this mission. And so what he is calling them to is really the training of fortitude, of courage. And this is something that we encounter in the first reading today. You know, this notion of courage. Um, this is what David, as he was on the point of death, this is what he said to his son Solomon, I'm going to die, basically saying, I'm going to die. Take courage, son, and be a man. Man up. That's what he was saying. And because David knew all the threats and dangers that he faced as the king of Israel. Now he's going away and his son is going to take his place. And now his son Solomon is going to have to deal with all the threats of being a world leader or a, uh, the leader of a country, Israel, a kingdom. And he's going to have to deal with all the threats, the external threats from his enemies, all the threats and dangers that come from, you know, trying to rule a people and keep them faithful to the covenant with God. That's a big task. That's why, you know, and, and, and so there, there's a lot of fear in that. There could be a lot of fear in that. And maybe young Solomon was fearful. 
It's like, I don't know what to do, Dad. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, what am I going to do? <laughs> you can't die. And that's why David just gave him that great advice. Son, man up. You can do it. Take courage. You know, these are two similar things. Jesus was probably, you know, this isn't recorded in Scripture, but Jesus probably had to say, you know, he probably had to deal with some complaints from some of the apostles that were like, Lord, what do you mean? (laughs) You know, only a stick? Come on. And Jesus is like, man up, right? Have courage. That's what it means to be, you know, the, the other word for that is fortitude. Have fortitude. Do you know what fortitude is? Fortitude is one of the cardinal virtues. It's the third cardinal virtue. You have prudence, justice, then fortitude. Temperance is the last one. But fortitude is that virtue that, you know, uh, virtue is about pursuing the good, right? Virtue is about doing good, pursuing the good so that we can become good. And so sometimes when you're you're pursuing something good, you have some good endeavor that you're trying to do, you might encounter obstacles. And those obstacles might um, appear to you as a threat, might, might even be a threat to your very life, or at minimally, a threat to your comfort. And so fortitude um, is that virtue that gives us that ability to face those things that cause us fear, or that we at least perceive as being fearful. And it helps us to work through them and overcome them. Now, when I was looking up, um, I was reading, you know, and I saw this passage about with, you know, when David says to Solomon, take courage and be a man. I kind of laughed at myself. I'm like, I wonder what the woke culture would think about that phrase. So I kind of typed up, you know, is it okay to say take courage and be a man today, right? I did. And, you know, there wasn't too much stuff on it, but I found that there was mainly some of the answers were coming from like Quora.com and Reddit. And, um, you know, there, there, were, there were some other comments there, you know, some other articles about it. Like, I think Psychology Today did something on it. But, the, you know, it, it seemed like the majority of opinions out there would, no, it's not, it, it's sexist, you know, because it's teaching men to deny their emotions. And, you know, and that manhood is just about denying your emotions and just sucking it up and doing it. Well, there is a little bit of truth to that. You know, take, you know, take courage and be a man. The virtue of fortitude is about having the strength to face your fears and work through them and overcome them, in many ways rise above them, as you continue to pursue something good. But it doesn't mean you uh, become numb to your emotions. It doesn't mean you just push away your emotions and not face them. Because in order to be really cur- courageous or to have fortitude, to face your fears, you have to acknowledge your fears. You have to acknowledge that, yeah, I'm afraid. Because you have to acknowledge that, yeah, there's a threat out there, and, you know, I'm, I'm afraid. It's, it's producing fear in me. And so in order to overcome it, you have to acknowledge the fear and by the way, when you acknowledge an emotion, when you ever acknowledge, acknowledge a negative emotion, it helps to dissipate it. Because every emotion wants to be acknowledged and, and felt. That's how God has made us. He, may, he has made us to feel our emotions. 
And so when we have emotions like anger or fear, it's good if we kind of say, yeah, I am angry or yeah, I am fearful. Try it. You'd be amazed how it just kind of dissipates it. And then you can kind of help to bring reason into it and think through it a little bit better. You know, because what happens when you allow emotions to consume you, emotions, and they are, they, are, they are good, they help us to understand what's going on in our life, whether good or bad, but especially when things that are threatening us, it can, like, like fear, for example, and excessive fear can, force, can, can move us to believe things that aren't true. And this is where, in order to overcome fear, like we need to, you know, when you're trying to have fortitude, what you're doing is you're trying to act in accord with what, re, with, what, with what reason tells you, as opposed to what maybe your disordered emotions are telling you. And so this is where when you acknowledge fear, yes, I'm afraid, and then you kind of say, well, why am I afraid? And then if you think, then you kind of like try to get to the core of that, and you're like, oh, that doesn't really make sense. Like, for example, and I'm, you know, some people might be afraid of, of spiders, but you know, you, you look at, you look at that, you know, so like there could be a spider on the ground. Oh my gosh, you start freaking out. This fear overcomes me. Okay, I'm afraid. Well, why am I afraid? Well, there's a spider there. Well, why am I afraid of that spider? Well, I think that that spider's going to kill me. I'm afraid I'm going to die. But then when, the, then when you put that, you know, you kind of think through that and you allow reason to assess the situation, you realize, well, that's just a little spider. I'm a big person. I can just go over there and step on that spider, and there's no more problem, right? So anyway, the, 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 the idea of all this is that God wants to equip us with the graces that we need to face our fears and to work through our fears in our life especially those that involve the faith. He wants us, you know, the greatest good that we can pursue is living our faith, pursuing the good, pursuing God. And yes, sometimes that puts us out there on the ledge to say things, to, to, to teach, to, to be faithful to our Catholic church puts us out there on the ledge sometimes because, you know, the teachings of our faith, as we know, go against the teachings of the world the teachings of our culture. And that could put us in a fearful situation. But this is where fortitude comes in again. And we learn to find our security in Jesus. That's why, you know, trust is so important in this. We learn to find our, you know, God's going to provide in some way. And if I should have to suffer for my faith, so be it. I'm willing to endure the suffering. You know, because St. Thomas Aquinas says the chief act of fortitude is endurance, really. It's not attack. Attack is part of it, but the greater act is in learning how to endure suffering, learning how to endure the suffering that an evil might bring upon us for the sake of remaining firm in the good. And this is basically what he was trying to train the apostles in, learning how to live with, with this kind of courage, with this strength that comes from God above and to have that trust that God's going to provide for them. And he did. And they did amazing things. So anyway, may we, may the Lord help us in our own life um, to have fortitude, to, to be able to, have, to live with a type of courage 
where we can face our fears and with God's help to work through them so that we can rise above them as we continue to pursue that good which God wants us, wants for us in our life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.